You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rosland. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the show where we chat about all the ways in which your brand meets the humans you serve. I'm Shelley, and I am your host on this conversational journey. In today's episode, I'm going to stretch your thinking a bit and play with what the difference is between a subject matter expert and a thought leader. And how do we recognize someone as thought leading. I'm going to share what I think they have in their professional toolbox. As you know, if you're a regular listener, I've been on this Indiana Jones adventure in crafting and shaping my manifesto, which outlines what I think a subject matter expert is. I'm doing this with the help from input from you, my listeners, as well as colleagues, peers, and friends in all different industries. I'm loving it. <laughs> now, you may wonder, what has this got to do with me as a brand strategist? Well, I'm an oddball sort of brand strategist in that I'm really a blended mix of a business consultant, a digital marketeer, and a communications geek. This means I'm deeply interested in the business mechanism itself, the human behind it, and then how that human expresses themselves in their marketplace. The humans I focus my work on are knowledge workers, people who have intangible value that can be tricky to articulate, demonstrate, and put a marketable value on. While I can support and facilitate my clients in identifying their strengths, and indeed, though genius, they also need to calibrate where they sit in comparison to others in their field. Not only this, there's an extra level to think about when you are a subject matter expert, and that is, are you seen as a proficient expert or a thought-leading visionary. Let's jump into this meaty conversation. If you are in an industry where there are many others doing what it is that you do, and there may be a lot of what I call adjacent industries that kind of blur into what you do, you definitely want to think about which camp you are in, the proficient expert or the thought-leading visionary, because it's probably hard to stand out right now. The way I like to explain this is by thinking about it from the perspective of your ideal client. Now, you know your area in and out. You know where your specialism begins and ends and how other complementary fields to yours fit around what you do. And perhaps there may be an order in which things get done in your field and you, again, know where your specialism fits in that order. For your ideal clients, this won't be as clear and sharp. So when they are looking for someone to work with, their search criteria might be quite wide and only after trial and error will they be able to work out that it's you that they need. 
So let's help them out by clearly articulating where you stand comparatively to who else is in the marketplace. I'm going to narrow your attention here to your level of thinking. Let's be honest, this is really what defines us from others. How we cognitively absorb information, dissect it, seek connectivity, challenge beliefs and craft paths or solutions for our clients. This is ultimately what makes us unique. Now that you think about it, right? (laughs) I think this points to an extra level here to subject matter experts where we may identify one over another because we enter into this concept of being thought leading. Now, before I dig into that, I wanted to share a bit of an epiphany I had when I saw Drew Davis, one of my favorite speakers, talk about this in his keynote at Atomicon a few years ago. Shout out to Andrew and Pete who run Atomicon. To paraphrase, he was saying, the world doesn't need more experts. We have enough of those. What the world seeks are visionaries. That seed, I tell you, my friend, planted firmly in my brain at that moment. Part of his point, I think, was around this bit that everyone labels themselves as an expert. You can throw a stone, ouch, I don't want to be aggressive, and hit an expert like grains of sand on a beach. But look for a professional who is visionary. Now that is rarer to find. Someone to lead them away from their current situation and into a future that can be defined and communicated better. Now, you may already be trying to define what visionary is, right? Hold back. Let me first share something else and then we'll pull it all together in the end. Mindy Gibbons-Klein is a highly experienced author, speaker, and book writing coach who specializes in, wait for it, working with thought leaders. I met her, gosh, many, many moons ago when I first jumped the whole employment ship into the self-employment wild in the early 2000s. I've been connected to her and following her journey for decades. And then she promoted that she was having this webinar a little while back that had me curious. So I signed up to listen. It was about what makes a book thought leading. And I got so much from listening to that, that I wanted to do this episode and try and relate it to this Indiana Jones subject matter expert manifesto adventure that I'm on. In essence, my gut feeling is that there is this top tier level of subject matter expert that can be described as thought leading. These professionals are definitely specialists on a micro level because they have years of tactical or practical experience in the subject that they're advising and guiding people on. However, my feeling is that over time, this top tier level of around 20 to 25% of subject matter experts also have this ability to look at things on a much larger macro scale, and they can almost perceptively feel the winds of change. In simple terms, they not only deeply know their topic or their subject, can meet their client where they are in the journey and give them a solution 
to better their condition or position, but they also do something else. They have the ability to see where things might be potentially going in the industry or marketplace that the client's operating in, not to mention within the context of perhaps society and the world in general. They can almost extrapolate their thinking between time and space. Sounds very Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Can you tell I've just started my Marvel series again? Sounds pretty cool though, right? Let me use a metaphor of connection technology like Bluetooth versus mobile or cellular networks to help me explain this a little bit more. For Bluetooth to work, distances are pretty short and is dependent on pairing one device to another to work. The connection is generally limited to a function and depends on a few factors to work well. Won't go into them, but you get my drift, right? Now, if we think of cellular or mobile networks, these work on higher levels and are far reaching. They're talking about a global scale level of connectivity with limitless potential in utility and value. Now, let's bring this back to our subject matter experts. Highly proficient subject matter experts are more than likely operating on the Bluetooth technology. They connect directly with a client and they solve the problem they're hired to do and they do that very well. However, the top tier 20 to 25% of thought leading experts are operating on a higher level altogether, like a mobile network. The fundamental and magical difference is this. A proficient expert can see where things are going, meet the client where they are, and prepare and pull them into the future. A thought-leading subject matter expert, however, is where you've met your golden match. Not only do they advise and guide the client on what's going on in their present situation and help them to prepare for the future, they also challenge and inform the way the client thinks and provide them with foresight on the underlying information. Are you curious to know if you're operating on a higher plane and possibly are thought leading? Okay, let's see. Now, remember, this is all my point of view after years of not only doing the work that I do, but also in seeking out my own thought leaders to be inspired and motivated by. I'd love to hear what you think, so make sure you find me and chat to me about this topic. So here goes. I think there is a metaphoric thought leader toolbox, and in this box, there are five items. Now I'm going to name the item and give it a short description of what it stands for, and I want you to think about whether or not you have this item in your toolbox or not. Are you ready? All right, let's start. Item number one, a sponge. This represents a beginner's mindset to learning. For me, curiosity and an open mind is key for a thought leader. Someone who gets stuck in the thought that they know everything, in air quotation marks, is a dangerous sort of expert. To be thought leading, being open to new information and ideas is key. 
Item number two, a Swiss army knife. Of course, this represents communication skills. Honestly, being able to articulate information or messages to someone else is a massively under-talked about skill of a subject matter expert, but particularly for thought-leading experts. Having the ability to flex how effectively you communicate based on a situation and who's in front of you is a highly sought-after skill. How do you fare? Item number three, a thermometer. A little tongue-in-cheek here, but this represents a human temperature check. For me, this means being highly tuned to the macro picture of humanity, the world, technological advances, as well as the micro picture of nuance, empathy, and diplomacy. A thought leader is aware of all the moving parts and is sensitive to it. Do you have a thermometer? Item number four, a radar. This represents the ability to spot trends and predict big things coming your way. Thought leaders adjust what and how they think about something based on the pulses they naturally feel when change is afoot. Change might be fleeting, like a trend or activity, or might be longer term, like when an economic earthquake, like a pandemic, fundamentally shifts a whole way of doing something. They don't jump on the bandwagons for the sake of it. They patiently weigh up the event and new information in the scheme of the past, the present, and the future. So we have a sponge, a Swiss army knife, a thermometer, a radar, what could number five be? Number five is a fire blanket. Very sexy. This quite neatly represents the ability to handle crisis. I've added this one because my gut instinct is that thought leading experts don't flinch under fire. They have quiet, embedded confidence that comes from having built deep knowledge and understanding that change is inevitable and that there is much we cannot control in the world as much as we'd like to. The thought leaders I look up to and continue to look up to are the ones who know how to handle themselves in good times and bad. In fact, I've actually lost quite a bit of respect for one of two thought leaders over 20 odd years that I've been following people when I saw how they handled themselves in a crisis. So basically for me, thought leaders don't just shine when everything is going swimmingly. When a crisis hits, a thought-leading expert is humble and thoughtful. They gather all the information they need about what's happening and then navigate their clients diligently and eloquently through it. That's it. That's the five tools in the toolbox. Now, I guess my question, my friend, is this. Did you recognize any of those tools and think, hmm, actually... I have many of those tools already. Then I have good news for you. You have the makings of a thought leader. The only thing I would say 
is that even if you do recognize these tools or gifts that you have, you still need others to recognize that you have them. Because much like a subject matter expert needs third-party recognition that they are an expert, this is even more important for a thought leader. You are only a thought leader if people experience you as that and point to you as thought leading. What does that mean? Well, (laughs) you have some work to do in articulating your genius and building your communication skills so that you are behaving and marketing your genius in a way that it gets recognized. Basically, work on your personal brand is what I'm saying. Build in a heightened focus on your thought leading genius. Now, Off you go. Get more people to recognize what you know to be true. Did you enjoy that conversation? Know someone who could do with listening to it too? Please do share it with them. Go on. You know you want to. If you've been listening a while, I would really be grateful if you could go and do a review for the show on whichever app it is that you listen. It would be marvelous if you could also mention one or two of the episodes that you particularly enjoyed. It really gives reviewers somewhere to start. It helps to also grow our community of listeners and bring more people into the conversation. I want to keep it as diverse as possible. But until next time, my friend, be strong, believe you have value and make good brand decisions. Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at ShellyRosland.com.